Hello and welcome back to Wafi Uncut. This is Wafi Ishmael and today I'm joined by Kevin Dominguez. Kevin, welcome to the show. What's up Wafi? Thank you for having me. What's up guys? And what a UCL semifinal we had. We saw Man City beating PSG yesterday to make it to their first ever UCL final. We, we saw Chelsea today absolutely dominating Real Madrid to book their place to the final. Let's start with PSG versus Man City, shall we? Uh, but first, I want to read the, the thoughts that you, you guys shared on my Instagram story. We have Man City had a perfect performance. Uh, I totally agree with that. So a couple of my friends who are City fans said, uh, it's one of the best feelings, total domination. My brother, who's a City fan, I think, well, he's not a City fan. He's an Arsenal fan, but I don't know why he said he's really happy that Man City won. So I guess he can't stand PSG. Uh, PSG, speaking of PSG, someone said PSG can't win the big one with this childish behavior on the pitch. Yeah, we're going to talk about that, that later on. Seems like we're in for an all-English final. Uh, spoiler alert, we are. City seemed like they had full confidence with the ball. PSG lacked firepower and capitalization. Capitalization. So let's, let's start with that, right? We'll, we'll, we'll get to Man City later. But I, I think PSG had a chance going, in, going to the second leg because the score was 2-1 to Man City. PSG had a good away record this season, especially in the UCL. They have already beaten the likes of... Uh, United, Barcelona, and, Man- and Bayern Munich. But really the difference between those matches and this match was Kylian, M- Kylian Mbappe didn't start this game. And that took out a major threat that PSG had up front. And it was so clear uh, during the game, PSG started Icardi, who is, is a good striker. He, 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 he used to be one of the best strikers in the world, to be honest, a few seasons ago. But he obviously doesn't have the quality that Mbappe has. Like with, with Mbappe, we obviously have that, that explosive speed um, and that uh, running in, in behind the defense. We, we, saw, we saw none of that with Icardi. And so PSG lacked that, that attacking threat up front. And I thought Icardi was really poor. And I was kind of surprised that he wasn't subbed off at the start of the second half because he offered nothing for PSG. Uh, but really the only threat that PSG had was with Neymar and Di Maria, and both were far from their best. And so what's the result? 14 shots, zero on target. And according to Opta, no team fired more shots without hitting the target in a UCL game since Opta began to record this data in 2003 to 2003-04 season. So Kevin, what are your thoughts on this? Honestly, uh, PSG. I'm gonna give, I'm gonna be completely honest. PSG have some of the best players in the world. I just feel like they're a little bit more stressed because I think about it like this: Man City already has the Premier League wrapped up. Wrapped up. We all know this. Man City are first. They're. I can't remember correctly, but they're more than ten points ahead. So they they can play. Um, second uh, B team players if they really want to. They don't have to stress. PSG is in second. They're trailing by little like three, four points, if I believe. But honestly, it was a pep masterclass. 
Pep Guardiola with the team he's transformed a few from a few seasons ago to now is youth. It's explosive power you haven't seen since I want to say um, from his Barcelona days. The team is immaculate. The team has amazing, amazing plays, amazing tactics. Even even being biased a little bit about it, but PSG. Even without Kylian Mbappe, we have Mar- uh, they had a, a Cardi. Cardi had a few seasons ago. He was one of the best strikers in the world, let alone City. Ah, he had twenty nine goals in the seventeen eighteen season. Yeah, he ever since then, by his standards, he offered nothing. <laughs> exactly. Like I, I, I was seeing the stats. If I'm correct, he he didn't have any touches. Even though they didn't have any shots, they didn't really play make either. PSG, I feel like their confidence was just shot. But you know, Man City. Their confidence is all the all all time high. Getting to their first, trying to get to their first Champions League final ever in their history. They already have the Prem wrapped up. They have the Carabao Cup, the FA Cup. Of course, it's already lost, but they know they don't have to stress about silverware. PSG, on the other hand, players go to PSG for the money to win trophies. Don't get me wrong. PSG is a good team, even though they're playing in Ligue One. Ligue One has good teams. They just don't show that quality in Europe because. At times, the season gets tough because it's like the Premier League. You have the, you have the, some of the best teams in the world and some other teams that just get relegated every other season. But the main goal for PSG was to try to win the Champions League ever since the defeat to Bayern Munich last season. And Bayern Munich, I mean, they're still, they're still shooting shots. Bayern, even without Robert Lewandowski, they should have at least put more, more force into it. But PSG was just playing... Amazing football, but against Pep, it was a Pep masterclass. You can't deny it. And ever since the absence of Kun Aguero, they've been playing more of a center center forward role. So he draws the, the center forward draws back into the midfield a little bit more. And the wingers go up. Yeah, Kevin De Bruyne plays false nine. Clearly, exactly, bro. He's of course they have a, they have a lot of attacking players, right? So they have sometimes Bernardo Silva going to the box. Sometimes Kevin De Bruyne goes in, into the box. So they have the they have attack coming from all all places. The difference is PSG lacks playmakers. Yeah, the problem with the the opposition center backs is that they don't know who to pick, right? Do they pick Kevin De Bruyne, Bernardo Silva, Phil Foden? So I I feel like it like overwhelms the the thought process of the center backs, and I feel like that's that's worked really well for Man City this season. Speaking about Phil Foden, what what are your thoughts on him this season? It's basically his breakout season, you know. He's getting he's in the starting eleven most often. He's having a he's having a good season, but what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, Phil Phil Foden has uh, come through the ranks in Man City. I, I I remember last season he was starting on the bench most often for for Pep, and this season uh, after um, after David Silva left, uh, Pep was asked this question: Well, who, what's your plan on replacing David Silva? And Pep was like, Oh, we already have a replacement, and his name is Phil Foden. And my God, has he proved all the doubters wrong? Because we were all saying, well, it's Phil Foden, he's 20, what, what's he going to do? But my God, he's, he's exceptional. I mean, his first touch, his awareness, his uh, ability on the ball. They're calling him the, they're calling him the English Messi. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable sometimes. How, how is he doing it at age 20? I mean, I, I just see bright, bright stuff for him in the future. I think by by the end of his career, we're gonna be saying uh, he's one of the, he's one of the best English player to uh, play this game. But speaking of PSG, right? I'm, uh, I, mm-hmm. I I will get to Man City later, but 
this PSG team, I think, they lack professionalism, right? We saw that against Man City in both legs where the players were surrounding the referee and pressurizing them. I mean, it was just childish behavior. And Di, and Di Maria also got that awful, really awful red card. I mean, what the hell was that, to be honest? I mean, it, it wasn't even on, on the play and he just kicked, who was it, Fernandinho? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was really unprofessional. From a player, player like Di Maria, that was, that was a really unexpected. Uh, another thing I will say here is PSG right now, scale is a team that relies on big players. They're star players like Mbappe, Neymar, and Di Maria. So they don't play like a proper team. And you were talking about how City is a proper team. They, they remind you of a lot of the Barcelona teams from the past. They operate like a team. Everybody knows each other. Everybody, it's all clicking, right? This PSG team, when Neymar, Mbappe, Di Maria are not at their best, they're, they're doing nothing. And we saw that uh, in this game too. 14 shots, zero on target. I mean, that's just unacceptable from a team like PSG at this stage. But even if they don't have Mbappe, honestly, Icardi is a world-class striker, supposedly. I'm not saying any, he probably just had a bad game. That's normal. But for a striker standards, that's, a, that's worse than horrible. He was barely in the play. It was like he had a red card and he just wasn't there. Neymar was getting shot block after block. And PSG, they have attacking threats. But the thing is, like, even the team Maria is having a good season. Neymar is having a good season. Mbappe, he's not really a breakout star anymore. He's more like a, he's more of like, a, he's just settling into the he's sport. He's already a star because he's, he's already a star. World Cup already, so he's not a up, up and coming young star, you know. He's 19 again. After, <laughs> he's not after 19 anymore. He's 22, right? Yeah, I think he's like 22. Yeah, I think he just turned 22 a few, a few months ago. But honestly, PSG, like, the thing is, you always, like, you think of PSG, like, oh, you just think of the first team. Like, I'm, I'm going to be honest, a lot, a lot of people know this new PSG team. Like, you can name, what, 15 players from the PSG team? Go ahead. But, like, that's a little harder than a few seasons ago because before you had Cavani, you had, like, more well-known players. Now you have, like, Pablo Sarabia and, like, who was even, who even, I think it's, uh, I think Juan Bernat who played for Bayern, like, was Bayern? I think it was yeah, Bayern. Yeah, Draxler, by the way. If you exactly, Draxler. They signed him up from Schalke when he was, you know, in his he was he was in his potential, but he just really fell out. The thing about PSG is the bench, because like as I as I said before, they're lacking in the league. They're a few points behind. They're not really, you know, that worried because Lille, you know, they could easily mess up, and it's PSG, you know, it's their league basically at this point. But I just think like they need to. They can't. They can't focus too much on the first team. They gotta focus a little bit more on the subs, like Pep did. Like I mean, look at Pep's team. All right, now now let's talk about Man City. I feel like last two seasons, City have been unlucky in these kind of games. And we all remember that Tottenham game where VAR allowed Tottenham's goal late on, and then disallowed Ryan Sterling's winner. Uh, and last year also. Sterling missed an absolute sitter. I mean, <laughs> he had to shoot, shoot uh, to, an open, to an open goal, and he missed. So if he scored that, City would have been back into the contest. But I think he missed. Well, it's it, yet another disappointment, right? However, this year, everything has clicked for them, all right? In the quarterfinals, when Dortmund took the lead, um, if it was City from last two seasons, I, I don't think they come back into the game and win the game 2-1, right? And 
in the first leg of the semifinals too, when PSG took the lead, City came back really strong in the second half and scored two goals. And some might say those goals were lucky, but here's the thing. You, you obviously need the quality in these kind of situations, but you also need the luck. And City didn't have the luck in the last two seasons, but they, they had the luck this season. And in the, in the second leg, they, they got the job done quite comfortably. And they really proved something that's always been true about football. And that is, it, it, it doesn't matter how many world-class players the opposition has. If you defend well as a team, they can't hurt you, right? But City were brilliant defensively, obviously led by Diaz at the back, who I thought became a star yesterday. I mean, what are your thoughts? Honestly, Diaz, that left side was just, it was, it was Diaz so, was just making nobody could get through it. Honestly, Neymar, Icardi, Di Maria, Di Maria, honestly, Di Maria's, we all, we all know his playmaking abilities, but he was just getting stopped and stopped. And that red card, of course, led to something else. So it led to an altercation. But, you know, that defense, Pep has turned it into something a lot yeah, better. Yeah, was just throwing his body into everywhere. But Pep's tap, tactic, it's, it's something so genius and so, like, simple, like, when you look at it. But when you go more in-depth into it, it's... It's just a different level. He's been, I mean, I, he's he's been trying to perfect this since his Barca days, and he really has. This team has dynamic flow and everything. And I mean, the playmaking ability this team has, you, when you look at it on paper, like, oh, Gunduan, Fernandinho, oh, not really. But when you look at them play, they really learn how to, they really learn how to make chances. Especially Morris, De Bruyne, Bernardo Silva, Foden, Foden's an upcoming, not even upcoming. I want to say he's like, he's a star now. Everyone, everyone knows him by name at this point. Like, oh, it's that guy from City, right? Yeah, it's number twenty. No, it's not number twenty. It's number forty-seven. Yeah, if if City wins the Champions League, I feel like Foden will be someone everybody talks about. Honestly, City does have the potential. Honestly, they they're gonna they, with this dynamic of potential, and this is not even the best on the team. They had most of the starters on the bench, not starters, more like just extra. Flow to the pitch. It had Sterling on the bench. G, uh, yeah, Gabriel if you Jesus can compare well. the bench of Man City to the bench of PSG, PSG like, has is this, no well-known players. Is the semi-final of the of the UCL? <laughs> <laughs> no difference of quality, man. It's crazy. Did you see the meme that they're gonna be? There might be a seventy-five percent percent chance for Mendy to be in the, to win the UCL this season. Seventy-five. <laughs> <laughs> 75. Well, now it's not guaranteed 100%. Oh, yeah, because Mendy's going to be the final. Mendy. Yeah, that's oh, a good one. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, was Diaz the final piece of the puzzle for Pep Guardiola? I want to say yes. John Stone has... John Stone's from his Everton days. You see him improving and improving a lot more. And he's he's in Gareth Southgate's plans for the Euros. And, for the, and he got called up for the World Cup, if I remember correctly. But he also learned from Vincent Company, a world-class striker, a legend for Man City. But honestly, I feel like he's just perfecting his ball-playing ability with Pep, plus that partnership. The one, He never had that with Automendi. Automendi is more like a, I want to say, like an older generation player. Players like that don't really have the, the dynamic blow these new players have. But Diaz is bringing that to the pitch. Well, Automendi is nowhere near the quality. He's nowhere near. Automendi, he, he can hold up his own. Like well, the, thing about Diaz like, is, the, the thing about Diaz is he's, he's, he's obviously, like, he has a real sense for defending right when you have a defender of his quality he just makes everybody else in the team better 
we saw that with Virgil van Dyke. We see that with uh, uh, Sergio Ramos. They, they're just, uh, yes, they have the quality, but they have something that most defenders don't, and that's making people around you a better defender. I mean, I totally agree. Honestly, like, just to how the system is made, if, if you're, you need to, for Pep's team, you need to have both a defensive, a defensive mindset and an attacking mindset. I mean, look at the, you look at the team on paper. It's, you're like, who was, I think it's Shenko. I remember, I think I was seeing that at one point he was playing a striker, then he moved to a cam. Now he's a left back. It's like Alfonso Davies. Like, you saw him last season with Bayern Munich. He had a break. He had an amazing season with Bayern. You're winning the treble. And he was a left winger for Montreal. Was it Montreal Impact? No, so I think it was the white Don't even remember. Don't yeah, I don't remember that. He came from the MLS. He was a left winger. He was fast, good with his left foot, right foot. But, with, you know, you know, he had a really good season playing a left back, and especially who had injured. I think it was David Alaba that had injuries. So he was just put in the starting 11, and he did amazing with his pace and his technical ability. I feel like Zizchenko has something similar to that. Maybe not as fast or like a dynamic blow, but he has a more of a playmaking ability. Well, at the beginning of the season, Pep was playing uh, Joao Cancelo more than Zinchenko. But I feel like after that performance, Zinchenko has really booked his place in the starting 11 for the final. All right, I feel like uh, after yesterday's game, if you're Man City, the team that you didn't want to face in the final was Chelsea. However, they will be facing Chelsea in the finals after today's result. Chelsea beating Real Madrid by two goals to nil, 3-1 on aggregate to make it an all-English UCL final. So let's talk about this, right? Legend has it that N'Golo Kante is still running. <laughs> <laughs> and what a performance by him. One man of the match in both legs. Uh, your, your thoughts on him? And Golo Conte, honestly, he, when he like he's he's always been a class player. Like when he won the Premier League with Leicester, and then to last night running and defending, he knows how to he knows how to intercept passes. He can make plays. He's a deep leap. He's a deep lining. Oh my god, deep lying playmaker. He's fast. He's good with the ball, even though he's not that tall. You know, he's yeah, he's even, just closer. He's like five six. He's like five six, I think, but he's he's good. Like like he's class. Like he's one of the best central best central defensive midfielders we've seen in a while. I was gonna say even in the ninetieth minute, he's still running with the ball. I mean, it was just incredible to see. But uh, let's start with Real Madrid, right? All mm-hmm. the chances I feel like came in the first half when Mendy made a couple of good saves. The second half, I mean, they just couldn't cope with the pressure that Chelsea put them under. And I, and I said this last week, when Real's three midfielders, Cruz, Modric, and Casemiro, well, when, when they can't create spaces for themselves um, because of their age, uh, Real Madrid don't play well, right? Because they, they can't create chances for, for uh, Benzema. And I feel like today... Uh, Hazard was just roaming around, waiting to receive the ball and just uh, looking back and, whoop, there, there's a Chelsea player right there. So I, 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 better, I better pass back to someone else. 
right? So when they're not allowed much time on the ball, they're not effective for Real Madrid. And I thought Chelsea did that brilliantly in those legs. So just, just your overall thoughts on Real's performance. Real, I think this is like a mental thing also that Real Madrid, they're in a four-legged title race with, Alet with Atletico Madrid, Barcelona, and Sevilla. They're they're all on like almost they're I think like four or five points well, difference. Sevilla's not making it. City's uh, not making it, but you you want to you, you do want to see it, but like yeah, it's like they they've tied the last two games. No, they won and they tied their last two games. Of course, that's a big stress on them. And even like before, like with the injury crisis, Ramos was out. I think Casemiro was out for a little bit. Um, Hazard. I mean Hazard. He's like a he's like a little stick. You snap it, he's gone. But honestly, I, I feel like Chelsea they were just more prepared for this and they had more attacking create uh, creativity. Yeah, so what do you think if, like, we we saw how they were going forward? Uh, so was it the, the fact that Chelsea were pressing really intensely or that these the, the players that Real Madrid has, particularly in the midfield, they have aged, right? They're not the same players anymore. Mm -hmm. And so do you think that's the reason uh, why Real was so poor going forward? I mean, hmm, we all know how good the Real Madrid's trio is. Like, we all know how it's good. But honestly, like, realistically talking about it, they probably they just don't have the momentum they did a few seasons ago. I mean, like, Tony Cruz is, what, 34 at the moment? Luka Matic is 35. Age isn't just a number in football. But, like, when you put that into perspective against a fast, pacey, young team, they're going to get, you know, they're not going to execute as many chances, and plus, you know, Benzema. I mean, he's in he's he's in amazing form, but you can't just rely on cutting Benzema, you know. Yeah, that that's the thing. Thing again about relying on only one player or two players. <laughs> I feel like... like you can't blame Ronaldo anymore. Like you really can't blame yeah. Ronaldo. So it's you, who are you gonna blame? But honestly, like, is what this Don did with the injury crisis and everything? Like, it's good to see them in a, in a in a UCL final. As a Barca fan, you know. I kind of wanted them to lose, but like I gotta give it to them. Like they're they're still in the title race. Barca are barely in the title race, honestly. Like they haven't. Someone they, I think they just lost to Granada like two one like like two weeks ago, and we won we Valencia. So but, like yeah. we, but before, like hmm? before they lost to Granada, right? If if they had won all the remaining games, they would have won La Liga. But now they lost to Granada and now Granada. and they lost to Madrid, especially the Madrid derby. Yeah. Not a majority of class you go. Honestly, like back to the main question. Um, Chelsea, they have the ability to rest players for these big occasions. Real just can't. Like Real are still like you know they're still stressed with the title crisis. Like think about it like this: Chelsea, they have they lost to Leicester a few seasons a few weeks ago for the in the FA Cup semi final. So this is the only trophy they possibly can get this season. Real, they still have La Liga. They had the Champions League. I mean, like they, they can't focus on both of them. They're and they're training in La Liga. You know, that tie really messed them up. And then you know you play against Chelsea in the UCL semifinal. You got to think about which one do I want to win more. But of course, you know, with all that, Chelsea stomped them. So they, the only thing they can't focus on is La Liga. So yeah, let, let's let's get to Chelsea here for a second. Mm -hmm. um, the thing about Thomas Tuchel's Chelsea 
um, is that he has organized the defense really well. Um, Chelsea has a really good defensive shape. And so teams can't really, like it's really difficult for teams to break them apart, right? But here's, here's what's stopping Chelsea from becoming like one of the best teams in the world, right? They have a really good build-up play. They can they pass the ball really, pass the ball really sharply. But when they get to the final third, something happens and they just don't. They they just forget how to play, right? We we saw that we we saw that in in today's game, where they had like five or six really good opportunity to score, and they just uh, couldn't find the back of the net. So do you think? this lack of goals and lack of quality in the opposition box will hurt them in the final. Against Pep's Manchester City, honestly, like we saw against PSG, PSG, some of the best playmakers and attackers in the world. And if they can really do it, who do you think 11, 11 little merchants from London can? Saying it like that, we saw, I think it was, I think it was about two weeks ago in the first leg, Angola Conte was basically through like a one on not one on one. He was moving to the wing and each and he and he passes he could have you know passes to the middle, but no, he cut inside and then he just lost the ball. But you know, Werner, he could have cut inside a little bit more as a like as a, you know, a striker, you know, you should be be able to open space. He was just there on the on the other side of the of the box and you know they lost the ball, even though they were winning. You know, you don't want to see a chance go to waste. Especially Werner. Like Werner, like if he misses a chance in the in the UCL final, it's over for him. But with the confidence with this goal, I don't. I feel like they're gonna get their chances, but they're not gonna. Do you score. think he starts in the final? Who's gonna start over him? Maybe Christian Pulisic. But well, Christian I'm, Pulisic I'm thinking isn't... Pulisic, uh, Mason Mount, and Kai Havertz. So what are you thinking? Tuchel's gonna play a center forward role like Pep is. No, Havertz is gonna play center forward, and then you have so Tuchel's formation is three four two one. So the two will be. Mason Mount and Christian Pulisic, and then the one will be uh, Kai Havertz. Speaking about the defense, really quickly, Frank Lampard really like bringing bringing in like the likes of an experience, the likes and experience of like Thiago Silva, and just like in cementing like a, if I'm correct, Frank Lampard had a very defensive you know defensive mindset that did help a lot of players, but you know, well Frank Lampard so. When, when Chelsea was managed by Frank Lampard, they weren't pressing the ball as intensely as they are right now. So the way this works is the four sort of, mid, sort of midfielders that you have, is they, they are really compact, right? They, they know when to press and when to drop off. And so because of how hard they work without the ball, Real Madrid can't get to the back line because these four guys up, up front of, of the Chelsea back three, they they really they, they know how to control the ball. They they know how to protect the back line. And so the reason behind Chelsea's success defensively is because they, they're working really hard. And it's 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 kind of not no, not noticeable, but the way you know it's working is because those four guys are really doing the job well. Do you think Mendy was a good acquisition for Chelsea? I think think he was just you know like Kepa maybe oh ironically maybe could have gotten him for him, but 
do you think you know what I think Mendy was like a panic signing for Chelsea because tell when so when Mendy was signed Kappa was making horrendous goalkeeping errors right but that's the defensive issues too that's why one of the biggest one of the reasons you know Lampard was sacked that defensive issue yeah but as, as a be- keeper he wasn't he, he wasn't comfortable right no, you, sometimes you can't be comfortable defensive like that. Like, look at Spurs, just for, for an example. Well, Loris doesn't make the mistakes that, that Kepa was making, right? Sometimes, so, do you remember the, the goal that they conceded against Liverpool when Kepa tried to pass the ball to, to one, one of the defenders and Mane intercepted and scored? I... So, that's not that. acceptable. See that that's the kind of errors that I'm talking about here. So he was making those goalkeeping errors, goalkeeping errors regularly, um, and so there was a panic among among Chelsea fans and in in in, in the board. And so Lampard kind of started to drop him, and then he probably started playing. Wait, who's who's their backup? Uh, Willie Caballero. But honestly, yeah, Willie, Willie Caballero has such a bad reputation ever since his 2018 World Cup. He's just oh, had a bad yeah. reputation. So yeah, he started he he started to start him over Kepa. So that shows the kind of uh, trust issues that that uh, Lampard was having with Kepa. Now they even had bad trust issues that they made Petr Cech, a guy who's literally out of retirement, the fourth. Uh, the emergency goalkeeper, like that's yeah. how bad your trust should get. Like it's it's so, crazy to think about. But it's that's funny. what I mean when I say Mendy was a panic signing, really. But I I feel like since he's come on, he's really solidified his his spot in the starting eleven, and uh, we we already know how good he is. Uh, obviously, he made some really good saves in the first half. He's French, right? Mendy's French, correct? Mm, no, he's not French. I don't know. I will search it up really quickly. Continue. Okay, so about Mendy, see, he's a he's he's not he's no Kepa, right? He's not gonna make those errors. So when you have a goalkeeper like that, your backline has that trust, right? Even when something goes wrong. You know that you have a keeper that's going to who's probably going to save the ball, say save, like who's probably got your back, right? Mm-hmm. That's the thing with Ederson with Man City, Allison with Liverpool. Although he he's kind of made a lot of blunders lately, but he he's still really good. Uh, so that that's the kind of trust that I'm talking about, um, and that's something that that keepers need to have with the back line because it's it's really a relationship that makes for defense uh, good. He's actually Senegalese. So I was, I was, before I started that point, I was going to say, oh, maybe he might get a, you know, maybe consider a call up to the national team, but he plays for Senegal already. So he's already a, basically a starter, if I'm correct. Starter, like, I mean, most yeah, likely. Senegal some. has a good, good squad, to be honest. They have a good squad. Honestly, I thought they were going to win the, uh, the AFCON in 20. 19, I think it did was. You, did, did you see the goal that Algeria scored? Bro, oh my god. That was, was such a bad goal to concede, man. It was bad, honestly. All right, 
enough about Chelsea. <laughs> well, not yeah, I know. Chelsea. I know. That's why. That's, that's, we have that's to why. talk about. We have to talk about that all English final. Again, so, yeah. For the second time in two years, we're getting all English final. It's Man City, Chelsea. Who do you think is winning it all? Honestly, only a person with brains. Personally, it would it would have to be Pep. A freaking it has to be total football. It's not going to be easy because we already saw at the semifinal game when they lost one 0 against Chelsea. But it's not going to be oh well, piece of cake, you know. It's, just, it's not going to be easy. But honestly, but City have because, the potential. Yeah, that that's only because Chelsea. We know how good they are defensively. And City, at times this season, have struggled against opposition like that. Uh, we already saw that against Chelsea. We saw that against Manchester United at home when they struggled to break them down and City scored two goals to win, to win the game. And so I feel like if City wants to win, everybody has to be on form. You think City... In the um, starting in the semifinals, we're like the underdogs. When you look at these four teams, who do you think is most likely going to win it? Neither Madrid or City. Well, when I when I saw the semifinal lineup, I thought if City beats PSG, they're going to win the they're, they're going to win. I mean, now we yeah. don't know, but you know, I still give. Well, I still that give was that was before sure. that was before Chelsea eliminated them in the FA Cup because mm-hmm. I I really thought that. Chelsea didn't have what it what it took to go to the extra step and beat Real Madrid, right? But they did, and really convincingly. So it's gonna be tight. It's it's not gonna be like Tottenham Liverpool final that we had, where, <laughs> where Tottenham were kind of lucky, I would say. Well, not not lucky, but they were they conceded to- early. They were conceded yeah, early, so they had to change the entire tactics. But that Tottenham. Tottenham team wasn't as good as how the Chelsea is right now. So it's I think it's kind of evenly matched, um, this match. So <laughs> I am I'm, I'm calling for a nil nil draw, nil nil draw, and then someone's gonna win it on penalties. <laughs> no, I I see it going one one. I just want no with with the with what we've seen in the past few UCL games, even in the league. It's not gonna end nil nil or one one. It's gonna be it's gonna be a it's gonna be a masterclass. I, I don't know why like, I have a feeling it's gonna be nil nil. Because they're gonna go mad defensively, but I don't think so. They both have attack. They have some of the best attacking threats in the world, especially City. Like I don't think it's gonna end one, a nil nil or one one. I think it's gonna be like two two, and then we'll see what happens. It's not gonna be two two. Come on. <laughs> I I would go for the one one. Uh, so who do you think is going to win? You know, on penalties. Honestly, we've seen that the meme with Chelsea versus Manchester City like a few for seasons ago. You know, Kepa wanted to, you know, stay on. But I, I see, seriously, I see City winning it. Yeah, I mean, this is now or never for Man City, to be honest. And hey, Guerrero, well, they're, they're legend, bro. Oh, you know, Balotelli, Aguero. Like, it's you have to like let a let a legend leave like that with the tro- with the trophy he's literally stayed for. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And Pep, you know, it's Pep, you know, to complete the Pep saga. Because honestly, 
what is Pep? If he, okay, let's say like this: What if City do win the Champions League? What is Pep gonna do? Like another season to see what he's gonna win? I feel like next season, if I mean, if this season, if he does win it, I feel like next season it's just gonna be. It's not gonna be as dynamic. I mean, I feel no. Let me rephrase that. It's not gonna be as new to us because we're you know used to seeing City win trophies. But I feel like Pep is most likely gonna leave after next season. To where? Who would know? Well, when does his contract expire? I think he signed another two-year contract this season. Yeah. So two years. I don't think he's going anywhere. <laughs> but you know, but it's like the Pep teams. Like after a few seasons, they start you know not declining. There's just no like new info. You know, actually, I think it was the biggest reason Pep is shining now more than he would did with Barca. Because like I mean, we saw Barca; they had talent already, and you know, City of course, you know, the oil money and you know they bought a lot of players. Is that the City board doesn't pressure Guardiola to win trophies? They they give him the funds to do what he wants, and it's showing. It's it's proving. It's proving it's worthy. It's proving his worthiness. Well, they he's obviously tech- want him to win trophies. And yeah, but you know they're not going you know, to pressure him because you know he has. It's one of the best coaches in the world with one of the best teams in the world. They're not going to pressure him. And plus, he even the board does know they're going to at least win one or two trophies in the season. You know what the irony is? The irony is this. I don't think this team. Well, the, the, this team is better defensively than they were two seasons ago, but. Uh, Attacking-wise, this team is nowhere near the team that we saw in the 17-18 season. But what was it 17-18 when they scored, when they when they got 100 points? I, it was, right? No. Excuse me, no, it was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was 17-18. 17-18. So that team, I feel like, was the best Man City team in the Premier League. But we saw how they collapsed against Liverpool that season. Well, they they lost three uh, nil away and then two one at home. I mean, it was a disaster. So, what's changed is in these big games, they have a defender in Ruben Diaz who's who's really made for the occasion, you know. And we, I, I I obviously talked about the luck that City has this season, and so everything has come together for them. Uh, so it, it would be a shame if they don't win the UCL now. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Chelsea are going to give it their all. You know, it's the only chance they have at Civil War this season. No, they have the FA Cup final. No, it, they lost. No, they're they're going to the FA Cup final. Against isn't it, Le- Le- it Leicester versus Southampton? No, I'm it's sure Leicester versus Chelsea. <laughs> are you sure? Yeah. That is... I think really <laughs> they they beat Man City in the semifinal. <laughs> uh bro, bro, I'm so bro. I did ask. I got the freaking results incorrect. Oh my god! But yeah, no. You know, Leicester are gonna give it their all too. So you know, they out of the two finals they got. I feel like they're. Most likely when so, they pick up. Talk about the, the final. If if Chelsea loses that final, they, they, put it they, would be, they would be extra motivated to win the final of the ECM. I mean, it's like think about it, like Chelsea has a, I think one of the youngest squads in the Premier League. They are good. They have you know young. I mean you know youth have more ambition than you know older more older more experienced players. They have the ambition like you know Pulisic is what twenty two. Mount Mountain is twenty one. Among that. 
they have the ambition they have the ability don't get me wrong but you know so much could do you in an in a in a Champions League final versus a prime Manchester City with a prime Guardiola all right so final predictions what do you think is winning uh I think Manchester City is gonna win 2-1 I'm going for I don't know why but I'm I'm going for one nil to Chelsea <laughs> But it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good it's gonna be a good game. It's gonna go either us. way, either way it can go either way. Hopefully, is it isn't a Liverpool Spurs final that we saw a few seasons ago? Yeah, that was a that was a really bad game. Personally, do you think that was a penalty? That was a penalty because that was a clear handball. <laughs> no, but I know. But ironically, like Sadio Mane, like chipped it like right into his hand when he was telling the defenders, you know, to get into a different position. Personally. I don't see it as oh, a penalty. He was but, chipping no, the ball it, towards a teammate, and then I think it was Ori. Like, it was more like it was more like he didn't mean it. Like he didn't physically, you know, throw his hand up like in titty. Doesn't matter that that's how the handball will work. You, you do the hand. But also, not, but more than everything, it depends hand, on the okay, referee. Okay, no, no, no. Here's here's why it was a penalty, right? So it it doesn't matter whether it was intentional or, or unintentional, but his hand was not in a natural position, right? Natural position is your hand tied to your to your legs, but his hand was up in the air, like like he was trying to reach it. Although he wasn't, but it it like the picture showed it. It looked like he tried to uh, reach for the ball with his hand. So when your hand is not in a natural position, that gives the referee the the choice to give it a penalty. Mm, Got gotcha. you. <laughs> But also depends on the referee too and how they see it. Hopefully, it's not going to be like that. Uh, we're no, see I don't. Proper, I don't see it like that. I do not see it like that. And really good attacking plays. Uh, and it's it's gonna be looking forward to a great. Uh, well, I think it's going to be a great match. And Talking about Chelsea and City. That is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. As always. And I'll see you in the next one. Peace.